This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, it turns out employees who decided not to move with the Agriculture Department won't be getting as much money as they thought. That news has sparked outrage from at least one D.C. area congresswoman. And an update on Veterans Affairs' electronic health record modernization process. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Buyouts look lighter now than what the Agriculture Department initially advertised to employees who chose not to relocate to Kansas City next month. USDA says Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture employees who accept a buyout will get $10,000 instead of $25,000, the max amount civilian agencies are allowed to pay. USDA says it offered all eligible employees a buyout. 43 ERS and 48 NEFA employees received buyout offers. And so reaction from one Virginia representative to the news that the Agriculture Department will be paying out less money to employees who choose not to move to Kansas City. Representative Jennifer Wexton says the pattern of disrespect and outright hostility the Trump administration has demonstrated towards federal workers is, quote, alarming. She has vowed not to stand by and let this happen without mentioning any specific action she plans to take. A new approach from the National Archives and Records Administration to retrain the records management workforce. NARA Chief Records Officer Lawrence Brewer said NARA will continue to provide training to senior agency officials for record management, but will help agencies develop their own records management training coursework. NARA will also phase out its in-person records management training program and will make its training materials available for free online. The Environmental Protection Agency's Inspector General is taking a closer look at how the agency oversees closed hazardous waste sites. The IG office will review the steps EPA's Office of Resource Conservation and Recovery takes to prevent public exposure to hazardous substances. It will also be looking for areas where EPA could use more resources. A regulatory holdup is blocking federal cyber efforts. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs in OMB has been sitting on this publication 853 Revision 5 since January. The delay in approving the publication is causing this to hold up the release for public comment of six other cybersecurity special publications. Ron Ross, a fellow at NIST, says once OIRA signs off on 853 Revision 5, NIST will release updates to FIPS 199 and 200, as well as a revision to the Supply Chain Risk Management Guideline. I'm Jason Miller. For the first time in years, the Air Force gained more pilots than it lost. Air Combat Command Leader General James Holmes says he's pleased with the progress, but the service has a long way to go to fill the 2,000 pilot gap it still faces. In the next year, the Air Force plans to unveil community-based incentives for pilots. The incentives will be based on pilots who work with specific aircraft to address their personal needs. The Coast Guard Academy recently saw its sexual harassment numbers rise. Now the school is under fire for another issue with its cadets. Here's Federal News Network Scott Massioni with more. 
Two House committees want to hear from the Coast Guard about issues of racially motivated harassment and retaliation at the Coast Guard Academy. House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings and House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Benny Thompson sent a letter to Coast Guard Commandant Carl Schultz asking for interviews with the Coast Guard Academy Dean and the commander of Coast Guard's 13th District. The chairman wants to gain insight into the handling of the harassment and retaliation. The letter states that the chairman are deeply troubled by what appears to be an effort by the Coast Guard to impede the investigation. I'm Scott Massioni. Veterans Affairs says it's on track to implement a new appointment scheduling platform through its electronic health record modernization contract with Cerner by 2023. VA's Inspector General documented the long, chaotic history of the department's efforts to implement a new scheduling system. Efforts to modernize the VA scheduling system started back in 2000. The IG says VA's attempts to modernize its in-house veteran scheduling enhancement project were not properly managed from the beginning. VA says it will deploy the new Cerner scheduling system system at the first site sometime in 2020. A top federal financial regulatory lawyer switches sides in moving to the private sector. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Robert Cohen departs the Securities and Exchange Commission, where for 15 years he served in the Enforcement Division. Most recently, Cohen headed the SEC's Cyber Unit, which rooted out fraud, insider trading, and cryptocurrency abuses. Now Cohen will join the law firm Davis Polk as a partner in its Washington, D.C. litigation department. The firm says he'll be a member of its white-collar criminal defense and investigations group, defending the people he used to go after. I'm Tom Temin. And the Justice Department obtains a $20 million settlement from a contractor who allegedly violated the False Claims Act for obtaining federal set-aside contracts for small businesses that the company was not eligible for. Justice says Luke Hillier, the majority owner and former CEO of Virginia-based defense contractor ADS Inc., agreed to pay the fine to resolve a key Tom whistleblower lawsuit. This is the third time ADS settled allegations that it violated the small business contract regulations, paying a total of $36 million. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 